Thank you for joining us for this episode of SIFMA's podcast series. I'm Ken Benson, President and CEO of SIFMA. Today, we're here to talk about a recent survey SIFMA's Private Client Services Committee conducted. The survey aimed to assess how our member firms are communicating with their financial advisors and how, in turn, financial advisors are communicating with their clients to help them better understand market and economic conditions and maintain continued connectivity with their clients during this period of unprecedented physical, emotional, and financial challenges resulting from COVID-19. To discuss the survey's findings, I'm pleased to be joined by our board-level private client wealth management subcommittee chair, Ken Sella, who leads the Edward Jones Client Strategies Group, Kent Christian, co-chair of SIFMA's Private Client Services Committee and president of Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Network, and Eva Marie Shaneborn, president and CEO of Northwestern Mutual Wealth Management Company and a private client services committee member. The emergence of the global pandemic COVID-19 in the first quarter of 2020 caused severe economic and capital market shocks. Sharp price declines in equity markets and spikes in volumes clearly il illustrated this volatility. U.S. equities closed the first quarter with their worst performance since the 2008 financial crisis. Amid this volatility, though, markets remained open and functioning as intended. Investors across the board were anxious to understand the short and long-term impact on their finances and portfolios. Ken Sella, what did the survey tell us about how firms and financial advisors are working to meet this need for information and maintain connectivity with their clients? Thanks, Ken. Yeah, before I get into the findings about the survey, I think it's appropriate to call attention to the important role that our financial advisors play. We know that uh, our financial advisors play a role in serving our clients' needs, but they perform a critical service in helping investors navigate complex and uh, challenging financial markets like we've been through. Um, this is really magnified uh, during times of extreme volatility like we've been through in the last 90 days. Uh, the implication uh, to this work that they're doing is clients are able to remain focused on their long-term goals. Individual investors engage with their financial advisors and their firms through a variety of communication methods. So the, the, the survey really pointed that out. Um, there's been a, a growing and evolving uh, way that that's been done through uh, updating clients on markets, on their portfolios, uh, more holistic financial uh, updates, uh, and well, as well as just helping clients with um, assuring their well-being during these times of volatility. Uh, the survey also pointed out that firms and FAs have built a holistic approach based on trust and regular communication with their clients. Skype, Zoom, podcasts, recorded video, there's a lot of ways that, that that's happening that's, that's new and different, uh, and that's really been encouraging to see. Uh, firms and their financial advisors continually emphasize the need to build a culture focused on doing what's best for clients. That came out loud and clear in the survey, ensuring that trust is at the foundation of every relationship that they have with clients. These building blocks that we're finding in the survey create a solid foundation as firms really had to rapidly pivot and address to the current circumstances uh, with all the communication that was necessary uh, to keep clients informed. Uh, the survey also found that a broad and diverse set of communications were essential. Um, so we, we talked a little bit about that. Uh, firms have stayed in touch with clients from a variety of touch points 
Uh, CEOs have reached out, heads of private client groups like the folks on this call today, and of course, individual financial advisors have, have really done an amazing job connecting. Um, email, social media, um, you know, there's a lot of ways that, that they're reaching out to clients um, that are supplements to the one-to-one -one, uh, relationship uh, that's happening more virtually today. Uh, we know a lot of firms are not seeing clients face-to-face. Um, so I would just say that uh, overall, most firms have communicated to clients on multiple occasions uh, in multiple different ways uh, with multiple stakeholders doing that communication uh, on at least a weekly basis. That's really what the survey told us. That's, that, that's great. And that's very interesting. Um, despite the challenges of the situation, firms and financial advisors were indeed well prepared to make sure clients are informed. Eva Marie, the survey also took a look at what information was most frequently commun communicated. Can you talk to us about that? And in particular, what and how is your organization communicating? Sure, Ken. So, you know, Northwestern Mutual Wealth Management maybe is the lesser known arm of Northwestern Mutual. So Northwestern Mutual has 4.6 million risk clients and 1 million wealth management clients. And when we thought about the challenge that was in front of us specific to this crisis um, and COVID, what we thought about was being transparent, authentic, and visible. And much of the information in the survey is consistent with, with that. Uh, and our advisors and their clients were hungry for information on the market uh, with an economic commentary. Uh, they needed information for portfolio reviews and outlooks. And then they were reaching out to their clients uh, to really check in on them for, uh, from a well-being perspective. Uh, much of the conversation that our advisors have with their clients is really in that space of authenticity and ensuring that you know, how they're feeling and being is aligned with their long-term goals. So uh, I'd say that in addition to those very basic kinds of communications that you'd expect from every wealth management firm, we actually took it a step further and we did some very visible communication with all of our clients from our SLT. Uh, and there were other things that we're also doing in support of our advisors and their teams. And so it's not just one advisor supporting our clients, but also advisors uh, and their teams reaching out. And so when I talked to our advisors and their teams, that point in time, that inflection point resulted in them and their teams spending a significant amount of time on the telephone and Zoom meetings, helping to train their clients on how to interact virtually. So a very interesting time and what uh, our advisors told and their teams told me is that what was really interesting about it is that clients had more time to actually have those real authentic conversations about their goals, about the things that they were worried about, about the insecurity that they felt at that moment in time. So I think that we learned a lot from 08-09 and what is really critical to being uh, the sense of true north for your relationship is to be authentic, transparent and visible. Thank you for that. Uh, now, uh, communications with clients is, of course, a two-way street. Kent, what did the survey reveal about concerns clients were expressing most often to the FAs? Uh, thank you, Ken. Uh, look, firms noted multiple topics uh, that were voiced by their clients, uh, things that were on their mind. Um, but if you boil down the most common, certainly market volatility was at the front uh, forefront. It was, uh, it was on the news, it was revealed to them uh, in their statements and in conversations. So they were concerned about it uh, and rightfully so. Um, certainly the state of the economy, both for um, our country uh, and, for, and globally, you know, what does this mean? What does this mean for 
uh, so not just in my portfolio and in my my own investment plan, but what is, what is this going to mean for my community, uh, for my state, and and my country? And so it gave us a great opportunity uh, to bring a lot of the rich content that uh, a number of our firms create and utilize uh, with uh, with the folks that uh, in their uh, economics departments and and analysts uh, to really show the best, uh, you know, a lot of the best thought leadership uh, that's out there. They were very appreciative of that. Uh, certainly, uh, there was a, a lot of different flavors, but the simple question of uh, how am I doing? What does this mean for me? What does this mean for uh, my family, uh, for the, the, the plans and goals? Uh, we're proud at Wells Fargo Advisors that uh, uh, a clear majority of our clients do have a plan uh, an envision plan that helps them plan for uh, the goals that they have in their lives. So a lot of folks said, hey, how, how am I doing and how is it working? So that includes, of course, portfolio allocation, uh, performance, although we didn't get a lot of questions on performance per se. It was more how am I doing and am I, am I going to be okay given uh, the plan that I have? And should I be thinking about changes to my plan uh, given uh, all that has happened? Uh, it was really an opportunity for advisors to demonstrate yet again uh, their uh, huge value that they provide to clients and not only guiding them through times like this, but uh, uh, at guiding the, the clients to have that plan and to assure them that they're still on track. So we were, we, we felt good about that. A couple of other things I would uh, mention um, there was a, a coincidentally, you know, a lot of interest in the small business loans uh, through the PPP, uh, tremendous uh, interest uh, inquiry, a lot of questions uh, that was, uh, we were learning more about that program, as we all know, on the fly. So that was a big topic of conversation for a number of weeks. Uh, they were expressing interest and concern about health and safety issues in general uh, and how that might impact uh, not only the markets, but how that might impact, um, you know, day-to-day uh, -day life. And so a lot of uh, questions, but also a lot of opinions. Uh, and then, and then uh, finally, I would say it's always gratifying to uh, know that you've, you've, you're, you're helping, uh, you know, a group of clients through something like this. Uh, but what was really cool was so many of them uh, made a point to ask, uh, financial advisors about their well-being. How are you doing? How are you and your team holding up through all this? How is your family? Uh, so it really showed a lot of, uh, I would say, two-way care uh, and compassion. Uh, and it was, uh, it was really great to see. Great. Thank you. Uh, at the same time, as financial advisors and their firms work to provide all this information, you know, the pandemic presented a host of challenges for the industry, from the need to quickly activate near universal and immediate remote access and the technical needs such a rapid adjustment required, to regulatory challenges and the necessary, necessary allowances to allow work to continue. The survey also took a look at what impediments firms and their financial advisors faced. Ken, can you tell us what the survey indicated? You bet. Everyone tuned in today uh, can certainly uh, relate to the idea that there were many challenges to overcome. Um, Ken, you mentioned that, that nearly overnight, you know, the, the switch was flipped and we had to move from working, uh, from working in our offices to working at home. 
And that just presents uh, new and different kinds of operational challenges. Uh, firms reported that 75 to 100% of their financial advisors and client service associates in their home offices transitioned to working from home. So imagine that for a minute. What a tremendous innovation thinking problem our industry went through. And in many ways, it accelerated some of the technological progress uh, that needed to happen by several years. So some of the enhancements that came through in the survey on how people began to work more remotely uh, were things like ramping up real-time technology support. Um, lots of additional resources and thinking had to go into that. Hardware uh, and hardware upgrades that were required. Remote desktop access uh, through a variety of different ways and, and different ways of connecting. Um, so Wi-Fi connectivity was uh, called into question. And it's not so much these things individually, but the confluence of all of these together where uh, it just took, uh, as I said, tremendous innovative thinking uh, to accelerate. And I know uh, our firm and I think many in the industry report that it really did move them forward. The most pervasive impediments that firms had to tackle uh, were not surprisingly uh, included processes that could no longer be done face to face and now they really required a virtual or, or a digital platform uh, to accomplish those. So think about wet signatures or hand signatures. Um, of course, a lot of work was done there uh, that we saw come through in the survey. Notary uh, public requirements, medallion signatures, uh, and then just manual processing of a variety of different uh, forms of paper that came across their desks, uh, mail, forms, checks, physical checks coming in and those sorts of things. So this was a place where uh, I, I think it's notable to just highlight the fact that SIFMA was really able to come through. Uh, there was a tremendous effort from SIFMA uh, to really work uh, with a variety of our different regulatory agencies to explain that um, paper-only processes and tasks just weren't really possible anymore in a social distancing work environment. Um, and as we all put together our BCP plans, SIFMA came right alongside us uh, and put together um, you know, the, the, the requirements uh, that we needed to bring forward to these regulators to get the relief that we needed. So Ken, I'd like to say thank you to uh, the entire SIFMA staff for that work. Well, thank you for noting that, Ken. And it's, it, it is a real team effort. Uh, our SIFMA's uh, BCP committee, which uh, uh, consists of, of a broad cross-section of the industry, you know, takes its role very seriously uh, to be prepared for these uh, types of stress environments. Um, the industry spends an immense amount of time and resources thinking through all sorts of types of disruptions, whether it's cyber, physical, or other threats, and builds plans around these. Um, uh, BCP planning that SIFMA does with the industry and public sector along with other financial services trades is something that goes back really to 9-11 uh, uh, when the government and others uh, wanted the industry to be in a ready state to deal with any type of event and in fact in 2007-2008, the industry uh, conducted a pandemic exercise at the request of the government, which identified a number of common themes and addresses poss the possibility of the need. Uh, uh, well, it certainly identified a number of common themes and actions that were uh, we were readily available to pull from the shelf and put in action, uh, but also addressed, as you point out, the 
the need for uh, really potential regulatory review uh, uh, going forward on things, as you mentioned, around you know fiscal securities operations, um, uh, you know more remote working uh, than has been the norm. Uh, the whole concept of operational resiliency and how we protect uh, 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 not, you know, uh, clients' interest as well as uh, our firm's own personnel while keeping the markets operating efficiently is a critical function uh, that the industry has been uh, focused on and events like uh, COVID-19, just as prior events going back to 9-11, allow us uh, to learn, you know, learn from our experience and be even better prepared uh, as we go forward. Um, I want to thank uh, all, all of you all, uh, Ken, Eva Marie, Kent, uh, for joining me today and, and for uh, the work that your firms are doing uh, for the industry through SIFMA uh, and all of the FAs for the work that they do on behalf of their clients during these unprecedented times. Um, it, it's just the stories you hear uh, are, are, are really heartening and really underscore, uh, as all three of you have said, the, the immense value uh, of the financial advisor engaging uh, with their clients. I would remind our listeners to go to www.sifma.org to see all that uh, the industry is doing with respect to COVID-19, as well as our ongoing uh, work to advocate for effective and efficient uh, capital markets. And thank all of you all for listening and uh, have a good day.